0: Hi, Rob. How are you doing?
1: Hey, Tracy. Not too bad. How are you?
0: Good. Good. We should let everybody know that this episode, we are recording on March 25th, 2020. Yeah. So we are in the middle of COVID-19, worldwide pandemic, and it's. we were just chatting before we started recording how surreal it is. Um. And we want to talk about leading during times of crisis or during tumultuous times. And a lot of what we will talk about today is evergreen. I mean, these are things we want leaders to know and to remember, not just today as we're dealing with a crisis. Every company it has to weather the storm, regardless of what type of business you're in. Um, but we want to talk about this in the context of there are, are always tough times in in the business world this is an extremely hard one but how do we as leaders stay human stay focused stay connected when we're going through a tumultuous crisis in our in our business Welcome to the Overly Human Podcast, where we discuss all things human in the workplace. Because it's not just business, it's personal, too. Yeah, so you've been around for a while. Would you say that this has been one of the hardest times you've gone through at Sparkbox? Or can you recall a feeling similar in the past?
1: I mean, we've definitely you know, starting a business and growing it has, there's been tough times. And, you know, it's a little interesting just because, you know, this time it feels slightly different. Um, You know, somebody was asking me the other day of like, oh, I'm sure this is the hardest time you've ever had in the business. And I actually was able to say to them, no, that's not actually true. Like there's been times in the past where decisions we made and failure I knew would directly impact my family and their ability to have food and what they need Um, because we've been doing this long enough right now you know I actually am able to make decisions you know that that I know my family's gonna you know have a place to live next month and have food on the table and you know we've got a little bit more security personally than we did when we started that kind of allows some you know a different kind of decision to be made and how I feel about those things.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. You know, it's interesting because I've done a lot of reflecting as I've had to have, I've had clients call me and been kind of coaching through this and trying to write and, and, and think about times in, in my past as a leader, you know, obviously September 11th comes to mind, the great recession comes to mind and, and this as well. And, um, I feel like I've had a unique seat through all of those crises because I've always had clients, you know just as you have. Um, and so you I've not only been able to see how my own company weathers these storms, but I've been able to observe how my clients have weathered these storms. And some have weathered them much better than others. And try to think about what what's, what are the common themes or threads? with the leaders and the companies who tend to weather the storms a bit better than other clients have or other companies have. And I think that's an interesting thing to kind of think about and ponder.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: How do leaders, how do the, some of the best leaders lead and run their companies through turbulent times?
1: Yeah, that's good. That's going to be a good list to talk through. You know, I think, the one thing that I think I kind of want to say on the onset to this is, you know, I know we want to kind of have some principles for all times. that, But I think right now one of the things that I've heard from talking to a lot of my peers is there's a lot of guilt mm. about what's going on and not being prepared for the current events. And, you know, I want to just kind of give everybody the permission to, to not feel guilty This isn't something that has happened before in my lifetime or your lifetime or most of our lifetimes. And, you know, like this isn't something that decision we've made. This is us responding to outside events. And I don't think that that guilt is helping right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's actually warranted, um, you know, when it's the entire economy that's making having this impact right now.
0: Yeah, and I think that's such a great point to start on because our emotions are really the things that we have to have a check on. We have to sit with ourselves and really analyze what we're feeling and then place it against truth, right? And Mm -hmm. so guilt is a big thing that people are feeling and fear. And those are two emotions that can wreak havoc on our ability to be a good leader to be a good parent, to be a good spouse, to be a good friend, you know, those are, they trip us up over and over and over again. And so I think those two emotions are things that we have to get, put our finger on the pulse of, know when we're feeling them and know how to put them in their proper place so we can think clearly. And I think, you know, this is the Overly Human podcast. And so probably the first thing this bucket that the emotions fall into like kind of the first thing we need to be thinking about as leaders which is to just be human and to actually mm-hmm. be overly human and overly human to ourselves and to others that we're working with and I think to your point with the, the guilt is that's part of being human to ourselves is to give ourselves a little grace to understand that you know what the real situation is there's a lot that we can't control there's a lot that we can learn from it Um, but we need to remember that getting through this is going to take a lot of empathy and a lot of resilience
1: yeah absolutely I mean it's going to take a ton of empathy and you know that guilt is something that can be crippling Mm -hmm. and with that comes shame and you know and I think that as fluid situations develop and we're learning things every day, sometimes hour by hour that, you know, we can become crippled by that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those, that time is valuable, um, to just communicate the right things and to to be in a good place to leave out of this.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, like we can, our sense of like imposter syndrome can get super heightened during these times of stress and anxiety. Like, Do I even know how to lead? Is it okay to say I don't have all the answers? Can I say I'm scared too? Can I say I'm vulnerable, you know, be vulnerable? Can I say things out loud that are going on in my head? And I think that our teams need to see us actually being human, actually feeling these things, actually saying like, I don't know the answer to that right now. Like, we're all going to have to put our heads together here because this is my first time going through this situation, this crisis. And to be able to really show your team, not that you are crumbling or that you are falling apart, but that you too are maneuvering and navigating this situation the best that you can and that it's okay not to have all the answers.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that that goes so true for so many times when we talk about how to communicate things and do all those things and like, it's so tempting for so many of us to just want to have the answer. Mm-hmm. To be the answer provider. And I think it's much more and especially in a time like this, to you know, advantageous for it to be like is hey, you know, I'm you know, I'm a little scared too, or I don't know exactly what's going on. Like that honesty is what's connecting. Because at least then when you do provide answers and directions, they don't have to suss out what's an act and what's not.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. They need to see authenticity from you, and you need to be processing out loud with them. They need to see your train of thought. They need to know that you're, you know, you're you're thinking about them and the business at the same time. That you can hold those two things together. You know, you can keep the business going and care for them at the same time. And for a lot of people, you know, the team they're on is a bit of their safe space right now. Um, and when we're going through hard times, you know, it's amazing how a team at work, if we have good culture and we have good relationships, can be a safe place for us, a safe haven for us. And, and one of the things I think that's so interesting about going through a tough time is we start to really see the benefits of the work that we put in and the years prior, the work of building our team culture, the work of growth and development, the work of coaching or one-on-ones or reviews that we've had in the past. We're starting to see the fruit from that. When we go through a tough time, we see the team pull together. We see the team be kind to each other. We see them you know, really rise to the occasion with processes and, and client interaction. And so it's just a great reminder that when times are really good, we can't take our eye off the ball. We have to keep building that culture and keep building those teams because inevitably, that's just life. We're going to hit tough times. So for the teams that have put in the work, you know, it's not in some ways, you know, they might have a, a bit of an easier time through this because their culture is going to hold them together.
1: Yeah, they've put in the work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I think that goes back to some of the things we've said before about transparency mm. and how important it is. and Transparency isn't just during bad times or just during good times. It's about the consistency involved with it. Mm -hmm. Because people can feel when they feel, they know when they feel informed. They know that there is an opportunity to continue to be updated. And if information is shared freely during good times and bad times, then they're used to hearing it and they understand the cadence of it.
0: Yeah. And I think that is probably the next big bucket that. We have to look at as a leader is our communication, like being visible and communicating as, as a leader through a crisis or through a tough time for the company is essential. Some leaders have the tendency to, to go crawl into a cave or to hermit or to communicate less because they feel like I've got to get my head down. I've got to be working on this. I've got to solve the problem. And they go inward instead of outward. And yes, there are things, we do have to put pen to paper, we do have to do some modeling, we do have to look at things, but we have to be so conscious of our level of communication and leaders need to be visible. We need to be sending updates even when there's not anything to update about. You know, we need to be communicating with our teams and having our one-on-one conversations and still having our meetings and still t- having our town halls and And listening to people, it's really important for leaders not to disappear during this time.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Like, this is the time to be more visible and to be more in touch with people and just check in on people. Like, I know over the last couple weeks, I've just checked in on different people on our team and actually just people in the industry. Mm. That Like, hey, how are you? Like, how how can I support you? Mm -hmm. Like, you just need someone to talk to. And, you know... Some people are like, no, I'm good, even on my own team. And other people are like, no, I could really use an ear right now.
0: And clients and- need to hear that too. Clients need that authentic touch from you. You know, They need to know that you're not reaching out because you want them to pay their bill right away or they, you're reaching out to sell them something else because times are tough. You need to just reach out and say, how are you doing? I just want to make sure you're okay. Is everybody healthy? Is You know, is there anything we can do to support you better? If you need, you know, an ear, I'm here to chat. I mean, those are the the touch points, the the communication that really matters, and I think it's important for us to be doing that with our teammates and our coworkers, and to be doing that with our clients as well. I also think what's interesting, I I was I was talking to a um, a coaching client the other day, of finding that balance between communicating and being clear on your expectations, but not micromanaging. Mm -hmm. For some people, especially during this time, especially if you're not used to working in a remote environment and you've been pushed into a remote environment, all of a sudden, all that trust is being tested. Do I trust that you're working on this? I can't see you anymore. You know, so again, it kind of goes back to, you know, how much work have you done on building that cohesive team? Um, but remembering that there are some things that you know you can't control what everybody's doing in their house nine to five every single day you gotta let it go you've got to just set clear expectations and let it go you can't turn into this crazy micromanager our communication oh. is that we're we're updating we're unifying we're making sure everybody knows what the expectations are and what's going on our communication is not to micromanage
1: it yeah to no I completely agree with that like I think it's you know, a huge part of my job that I've taken on the last couple of weeks is making sure there's clear focus mm-hmm. and that people know what the important things are and where our attention should be and realizing that for some team members that, you know, there's a lot of places to get a lot of news mm-hmm. during, you know, bad times, especially right now. And like, you know, how can we provide for them a safe place mm-hmm. where they can focus on their work if that's what they're looking for? Um, and making sure that they know what the important things are that they can, that are inside our control. Um, you know, it's, it's so interesting, like, cause in this particular case where everybody's working from home and their kids are at home too, mm-hmm. which the distraction level is going through the roof. Um, you know, how do we make sure we communicate what priorities are? But I also think it's every bit as important to, Like, make sure everybody's really clear where, hey, if you need some additional, you know, um, flexibility, this is where you can pull it from. These things aren't as important and we can flex these. These are the things we can't flex. So, you know, what what I think that we have to be careful of is business owners and leaders is if everybody makes those decisions for themselves, then it can be chaos. But if we can set those strategies and directions and say, hey, you know, what we really need to focus those on, on these kinds of priorities and this is the big wins, then at least we're all marching towards that and people know where to pull from when they need that additional flexibility.
0: I mean, that is such a great, great point. And one of my favorite things, quotes to, to say is that clarity is kind, ambiguity is unkind. And is humans, we need psychological safety. We it's just a human basic need is to feel, you know, have that safety and that psychological safety. And one of the best ways for us to provide that as leaders is through clarity. And so just what you're saying about how in the world we can get all the this wrong information and these bad sources of news, the same thing happens in the work environment. You know, it's typically the water cooler. The water cooler is a great place for a lot of like bad information to be spread like I think this is happening or did you hear that and so we need to combat that through clarity and communication as leaders where we can write all that bad information internally and that really helps the team to feel safe and secure and I love your point about like these are the places to flex and these are the places not to flex I think that's such a great gift to give to your team and it gives them freedom to to operate in those boundaries. And they're clear in knowing what you need and want from them. And that helps them feel safe and secure and highly productive.
1: And and part of the solution, right? Mm -hmm. We all, like, we're all looking for things during these times of, you know, things that are in our control and that we can actually impact so that we have, you know, the best chance to continue to operate as normally as we can. And, you know, I think that's a huge part of all this for people is, you know, I keep getting questions is what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Or how do we control all these things? And, you know, my my continued answer is, is, well, here's the scope. Here's the things in the scope of our control that we actually have impact over. And then there's a whole bunch of other things that we can't. And, you know, for us, we do client work. And we've had some client projects go on pause. We've had other ones, you know, continue and people want to know what the best thing they can do is. And my response continues to be is the best thing we can do is continue to deliver for our clients and make sure that they know that we are continuing to work and doing our best work because they also have outside influences and things outside of their control that are happening to their businesses. And, What I want to tell my teams, and I have told my teams, is, listen, they got to make decisions based on their business realities, just like we do, but let's not give them a reason to stop working with us. Let's not even give them that little bit of a doubt that we're not capable of continuing to deliver great work during this time.
0: Yeah, that is so important. It's so important to, and it's our third little bucket to talk about is, and we were talking about this before we started recording, is like, staying focused on the business. And, that is, and that's exactly what you're talking about here and the clarity that you're giving your team that we have to keep doing business with the level of excellence we've always done it. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we take our eye off the ball, we become distracted, um, we give our clients a reason to believe that, that we're not dialed in because of what's going on, um, that's when things start to unravel. And so keeping the team focused on what we can control and then you as a leader staying focused on what you can control is key. So I know um, we've talked about this in the past um, and I think it's important to kind of bring up here is getting clear on our numbers, getting clear on our contingency plans, knowing, um, you know, are there steps we're gonna to have to take if, if this happens? I think that's a good point for us to maybe talk about. And I know that you've, you know, talked through and have done this in the past and looked at your business and gotten clear on the numbers. And I think that's really an important exercise for all business owners to go through in good times or in bad times is to say, strategically, I need to look at my business, know where we stand, what we need to accomplish, you know, how much money do we have in the bank, how much reserves, you know, all of those things. So do you feel like, you know, that's been a good exercise for you in the past and even today to really look at your, you know, take a step out of the business and really look at the business as a whole?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, those that follow me and outside of this podcast know that I'm kind of an operations nut Mm -hmm. and like have all those plans and models and build all those things out. And, you know, I I live and die with the business with those models and how those things get impacted. You know, as far as what is going on right now, like, it's been really interesting because all of the things that we build our assumptions on don't seem to be as concrete as they usually are, right? It seems like signed contracts are changing underneath us. There's you know, our clients may or may not pay their bills in the timely manner because of their business realities. You may have client, we have some clients that are trying to change their terms mid-flight, and how do you deal with that? Um, but I think that if you don't have that, then you can't really make any of the decisions. Um, I know that, you know, a couple weeks ago, I spent, you know, two days just kind of locked myself into a space and did built models Um, you know, talked to legal, made sure that I was 100% prepared for any business decisions that would have to be made as far Mm -hmm. as team size and what to do and all of that. And for me, you know, like I'm a pretty positive person. I really don't like spending my days doing that kind of planning, but you know, I, there was definitely peace for me on the other side of that. Once that was done, I was able to kind of say, okay, I am prepared. I have a, we have a sheet. I've had conversations with all of the appropriate leaders and, you know, we're ready to make the right decisions when that information comes available to us. And one of the things I said to a couple of, you know, our directors is, you know, like, hey, if you'd like to have a conversation about any of these things, now's the time. When we get in the moment and we start learning things, we're going to act, have to act quickly And that is not the time to argue with me now is, if you'd like to discuss, I want to do it now. Let's, you know, we can't, we can't get caught up in the details when we start having to, you know, do this for real. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was, like I said, those two days were kind of rough, but let me tell you, it felt a whole lot better on the other side of that.
0: Oh Yeah. And I think that is such an amazing, wonderful and right thing to do. You have to take some time out. I mean, we know we all do it regularly. I mean, we're navigate the journey. We're strategic planners, right? So we pull teams together and spend a whole day doing strategic planning. Now we're doing it differently because we're in a time where business is is tough. And so we want to look and plan for shorter periods of time. So, and instead of like looking for through the end of 2020, don't do that. Let's just look at the next 60, 90 days and ask ourselves the questions, you know, can we afford to let clients pay late? If yep. we can, what percentage of those clients? What, how should we answer these questions? Can we keep all our staff for how long? You know, all these contingency plans, What? Can, where do the opportunities lie? We shouldn't just be talking about the grim realities, but we should be talking about are there opportunities out there that we're not responding to right now we have to really pull ourselves out ask ourselves all of these questions strategic planning should not go by the wayside just because we're in the tumultuous time if anything you've got to like really up your game in that department pull your team together ask these questions and i love how you framed it ask these questions now so that when you're in the thick of it you know how to act like argue through it now let's make these decisions now And then the weight is lifted off of us and we can move forward and keep doing business, hop back into the weeds and and be doing business. Um, So yeah, I just think that staying focused and clear on those things, on what we can control is key. And the last thing I'll say in the last few minutes that we have is, is keep your team culture strong. It's really easy during tough times to let morale dip and be like, well, of course morale's not great. You know, we're going through a tough time. We have to get creative. We have to think of ways to to really keep that culture because that culture is what's going to carry us through to the other side of this. So yes, we're ne- recognize the bummer of the, the hard situation we're in, but then pivot and, you know, use technology, you know, Slack chats, uh, happy hours nowadays, virtual happy hours, Um, have games, keep growth and development going. All of these things are really important. Um, But we want to come out the other side without having to put the pieces back together of our culture. We want to come out the other side where our culture is still cohesive, strong and healthy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that's, it's interesting during the time that I was doing that planning, I reached out to our back office staff and I was like, Hey, I need all of you to focus on, things that we can do remotely together that we can have those light moments and all of that. And they've come up with some great ideas. Um, you know, we've got some online trivia stuff that we're working on. We've got people connected to play video games mm-hmm. together through some of those platforms. Awesome. Um, last week we did a, uh, I, I, take a lot of photos when I travel with people. So I've got, you know, years of photos of different spark boxers from different trips that I've taken. And we did, we found some good ones and we did like meme that photo contest where everybody was like, we took a, found a photo of our director of projects kind of doing something funny and everybody took turns memeing that photo mm. and then suggesting it and voting on it and it ended up being a really kind of fun moment Oh yeah, that we could share.
0: That's great. I mean, I've heard so many great fun stories, I, you know, where there are virtual happy hours. Everybody's on the screen. They do two truths and a lie. Um, I've heard a client, um, was talking about doing the big red chair. If you ever watched the Graham Norton show. So everybody, you know, gets a chance on the big red chair to tell their most embarrassing story or their, you know, um, star encounter or whatever. I've heard of people who've created Google docs with like, everybody's loading in their best movies, the best books to read, the best TV shows to stream, the best podcasts to listen to. Everybody's getting so creative and I think it's such an, a wonderful outcome of, what's happening now in the world is people are finding ways to stay connected. And, and also in the process, are learning more about each other. And I think in some ways a virtual environment really helps everybody puts them all on equal footing, whether you're an introvert or extrovert, um, when you can have that equal voice and and get involved in the fun. Um, I think it's going to be great for those teams that are, that are really being intentional about it during this time.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's you know it's interesting because you know nobody's got somewhere they have to go.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. For good or bad, we're stuck. <laughs> yeah.
1: So maybe this is a, you know I think I think a lot of companies will come out stronger. Um, you know, from a business point of view, I think that there is amazing opportunity on the other side of this. Mm. Um, there's going to be a lot of pent up demand. And oh yeah, that. So I think that you know. I think that it's, there's some rosy outlook, um, um, you know, I'm working, we're working, all working through it together. And I think that's the, the main message that I've wanted to share with our team is, you know, on top of your four points is, Hey, we're all in this together. Yeah. This is all happening to us. We're all in this together. Let's support each other the best way we know possible.
0: And I think it is so important for leaders to be saying that over and over again, and also to be saying, we're going to get through the other side. We're going to get through. I'm not sure when, I can't give you a date, but we are going to get through. And time and time again, you know, psychologists have all said that people, you know, whether you're in a war situation, whether you're held prisoner of war, whatever, the, the people who have that mentality are the ones that come out the other side intact. And so keep telling your team, like, look, we're going to get through this. We are. And And, and to stay consistent.
1: Yeah. So why don't you run through your four things real quick to wrap this up? So
0: as a leader, we need to remember to be human, be overly human. And second, to communicate and stay visible as a leader. Third, stay focused on your business and keep the team focused on what you can control. And lastly, just keep your team culture strong. Don't let your morale dip, be intentional.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Tracy.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Overly Human Podcast. We know you have a lot of choices and we're grateful you chose us. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and tell your friends to listen as well. The Overly Human podcast is brought to you by Navigate the Journey and Sparkbox. For more information on this podcast or to get in touch with Tracy or Rob, go to OverlyHuman.com. Thanks for listening.